0: Guillermo del Toro is, if I'm saying it right, is um, obviously the current holder of uh, Best Picture Oscar for The Shape of Water, a film that I thought was really quite overrated, and especially up against his other films as well. I didn't think it was... It wasn't even as good as Hellboy 2, to be honest. Not even close. It was pretty empty. Um, Especially up against... uh, Sally Hawkins aside, especially up against something like uh, Pan's Labyrinth, but... He's got such a, a, an indicative style. He is a mythologizer, and he does he creates universes that sort of breathe on their own. And he came up with a real guilty pleasure of mine that didn't get the credit it deserved called Pacific Rim a few years ago. And it was a total genre piece uh, based around 1960s Japanese horror films, basically, sci-fi horror films. It was about... Um, Aliens appearing on the seabed Giant monsters like Godzilla attacking cities And the human race coming together like never before And building these giant robots And um, having this massive battle with them And it had a great cast And uh, there was lots of good side characters in it as well The The main sort of guy in it um, Someone that I've grown on after Lost City is Ed, Charlie Hunnan He was pretty useless, as he always was uh, back then um, but all of the side characters were way more interesting than, than the main one, um, and it was it was a qualified success. And I knew that they'd come back with a sequel. Sadly, Del Toro is relegated to a producing role. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm recording myself on my phone. <laughs> um, that's quite strange. Yeah, I wonder how many times I've gone for my phone, forgetting that I've, I've actually recorded the show on it. It's probably died by now, and that's probably the end of it. Um, so anyway he's been he was going to helm it I think but he's sort of disappeared off into a production role with the film and this time around it's uh, the first time director Stephen S. DeKnight who hasn't directed anything of this stature at all even I don't think a major film at all Um, and it continues from the first film it winds forward a decade or so and we lose the Charlie Hunnam character, but what we get instead is John Boyega, who's become a very big actor on the back of Star Wars. And I thought he was really good in the film Detroit, a really hard watch that came out last year. A good actor. Um, and he replaces that main character. And his dad was Idris Elba, who was one of the main characters in the first film who got killed at the end of the first film. And he's now this wayward punk who was a talented pilot of these uh, these massive robots um and has since gone off in in a world that's still wildly destroyed by what happened in these battles a lot of the cities still bear the scars of you know these mass destructions that happened all over the place um and the world's changed a bit as well there's you know there's they haven't heard anything more from these aliens but there's still a lot of dysfunction in the wake of what happened um, a lot of people sort of living in poverty and in smashed up cities and so on. Uh, and the other one would be uh, Kaylee Spaney, who plays a younger, uh, basically the similar sort of role to what Jing Chian did. She was the uh, Japanese co-pilot of, uh, with Charlie Hunman in the first film. And these two take on a similar dynamic and a similar male-female lead character role. And um, it's not wildly... The first one didn't have a wildly inventive plot, but it went wildly inventive places with it. Um, and this time around, of course, there are going to be... They set it up to be something like an Iron Man movie, where, like Iron Man 2, where um, the this massive corporation, uh, I think led by Rinko Kikuchi, um, she's basically trying to get all these drones that are pilotless to take over world security and that's obviously the people that used to drive the, the, the people actual people that used to drive the big robots are all up in arms and don't trust it and they have this big expo exactly like the one in iron man um where they show off the drones but um this is where uh the story sort of starts uh, one of the older robots a massive very dangerous one appears out of nowhere and wreaks havoc on the city shooting it to pieces um and from that they sort of get at first this notion that this is by design this corporation wants an excuse to put all of these automated drones into combat immediately she does come up with quite a good point at least when they die no one dies so there are there are pluses and minuses to the whole thing, but obviously the the impetus is that they're going to be either out of control or someone's going to have way too much power um and basically what follows on from that is the reemergence or well basically the robots all sort of start operating on their own there's a, there's a lot of these drones and there's a lot of robots that begin operating on their own I won't spoil that plot point because it's the one true really really good plot point in the movie and the um, basically some of these creatures that were on this alternate dimension start coming back through to the earth and from that point on you know where it's going um, it's going to end up in another big battle between the big monsters and the big robots just like in the first one and um, so how did I feel about this one? Well, it really did make me appreciate Del Toro as a filmmaker because all of the magic he has is what this film is lacking. It's so much more straightforward and bog standard. And in his film, you cared about everything. You cared about these robots. They all had this invested history. They all came from different parts of the world. They had a the mythology behind them. And so did the monsters. And so did the fact that they were coming sort of from this alternate realm and it had a really good side cast of characters, um, particularly Idris Elba. He was great in it. And um, Charlie Day was really funny in it. Um, and was it Ben Gorman? He was really funny. They were all really good side characters. And um, I think it was Benici del Toro who was in it as well. They all They all expanded how enjoyable the film was. This time around, they are sort of shorn of half of those characters that made the movie enjoyable all the way through. And it stretches the two comedic scientists from the first one over virtually the whole movie, whereas before they could exist in their little bubble and pop up and be very, very amusing. Here they're kind of put in, forced to be front stage the whole film, um, which kind of dilutes them a little bit. And obviously Del Toro and uh, Idris Elba are missing, which is big holes in the movie, but so were some of the other side characters as well. So it's a lot flatter. Uh, The pacing of it is very uneven. I like the fact that they shoot it all in daylight, because that was one of my big complaints about uh, Pacific Rim 1, was how dark it was all the time. It's always in the sea, in the rain, in the dark... And you want to see these creatures, because they put so much effort in. And this time you do get to see them, and the visual effects are absolutely breathtaking. And the creatures themselves look great, but they're all interchangeable. You could almost swap any character for any other character, any robot for any robot, any monster for any monster, and it, it wouldn't really make any impact at all. So that's a real loss on the film. And it's got, uh, other than the one main twist, its it's got a really flat plot. Um, like I said, it's 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 very up and down. It can be quite boring, it can be quite exciting, and then boring again. It's quite disjointed and not very well paced. Um, and also the Battle Royale at the end. The first one had this astonishing undersea battle with nuclear weapons going off and aliens pouring through from another dimension and all manner of very Im- imaginative things. The ending here, the last sort of third, is, you know, just basically a big monster and some big robots and there's not really anything else to it and I didn't find the end very satisfying either it's not a very good film um, I did enjoy it and I thought visually it was worth it um, but it is a pretty, pretty average to poor film um, would you like to watch it I think if you like the first one you're going to be completely fine if you like the idea of big robots fighting big monsters you're probably going to be fine because they do that side of it very well and the fights are very good in it as well. Probably a little bit better than the first one. Um, but it's a lot emptier and it's a lot more straightforward and a lot more rote and a lot less imaginative. So I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10. So I did enjoy it, but it's got a lot of flaws. Pacific Ring of Uprising, 5 out of 10. And how much can I fit in to the remainder? I'll try for these. So Arctic Monkeys, last one from the feature album.